welcome, welcome everyone to a very new, very special episode of Blue's Mic. Today, we're going to have a more of an upbeat tone that we had the last few weeks, and we're going to talk about a very fun show. Amazon Prime's own The Boys. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Rodrigo. Hey there. And Stafford. How's it going? And uh, as luck would have it, we are, all three of us, very different The Boys fans. To give some context, Stafford just binge-watched the whole thing like this week, right? (laughs) You have season season one. Season one and two fresh in your mind. Rodrigo, mm-hmm. I feel like he watched it on how uh, everyone else did, like how most people saw it. So binge watch season one, then yeah. watch season two episode by episode, correct? Yeah. And I'm here not only to host, but to bring all that useless comic book knowledge that everyone loves. So let's get it on. Let's yeah. talk a bit about the boys. Uh, how do you guys feel about this season? How do you guys feel about everything on the show? I guess Stefford, how do you feel about everything on the show? Yeah, the whole show, huh? No, I don't know. I was, uh, I, I don't know. From from what you had said about the graphic novels, I was, in, um, I was not. Uh, I don't know. It just, it, it seemed like Garth Ennis had some shit to work out when writing the graphic <laughs> novels, and I didn't necessarily want to participate in his therapy. <laughs> um, but the show, I think, took probably all the best parts and left out a lot of the worst parts of graphic novel again as somebody who hasn't read it i can't say for sure but that's sort of the impression that i got is from what you've told me there are some things that got left out for very good reason yes uh and i'm quite happy that those things got left out because the 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 gore that was there and stuff and like because it was all sort of part of part of the experience there wasn't any i never really felt like it went over a line Mm -hmm. right like i was like you know it didn't it didn't show me anything that was like that that actually made me uncomfortable or want to stop watching homelander jerking over the city of new york didn't do it for you i (laughs) that was played for comedy and (laughs) damn if it wasn't a good last like or what was that second to last scene to it's uh, actually a season one scene that really cut out that's actually a season one scene that amazon asked to be taken out of it it was right after so if you watch we just watched season one it was supposed to happen right after the Believe Expo, after he went rogue and did his own script. He was supposed okay. to do that. But Amazon took the scene out and they brought it back for this season. Love it. So. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's fucking great. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I actually, I was, I was quite happy. I thought they, they did a really interesting, like, cool um, perspective on, like, corporate America and all that stuff. Um, I do think it's a little bit, I don't, I don't know, I felt like, I mean, I don't know, because they've been in, I mean, season two has been in production for, you know, a while, right? Like, it's not like it's them pandering to to current events necessarily, because they had to have started filming. But it just, it just felt kind of weird that they were all of a sudden throwing in the Nazi angle. I really liked that it was just like corporate America, right? Like, I, I liked that that was the focus, was on like corporate America. So, yeah. And they sort of threw that in there. And I was like, okay, you're sort of it's great that you're tackling another issue, but it also, in a way, it kind of takes the spotlight off of the corporate America angle and is sort of like, oh, but it was actually this like Nazi lady who was orchestrating stuff. So this is, again, I'll I'll get more into this later on, but this is like, season two is very more well-connected to the comics than season one is. Mm. This is them very much so going back to comic roots. There's a lot of comic stuff on this season. Like, 
Rodrigo, what did you think of the second, like, general feelings about second season of the boys? Mm, second season, I think the first couple of episodes, uh, because as you mentioned, I, I watch it like everybody else. When they released, like, the first three, I was kind of, like, disappointed at some point. Uh, it's not because the show is bad or something. It's just, like, some stuff fell out of place or just fell kind of, like, weird coming back from season one. Like, for example, I thought, like, Butcher, like, at some episodes or some moments, he was kind of, like, overreacting or overacting some stuff instead of being kind of, like, that cool, mysterious guy that we got to meet on, on the first season, at least in the first couple of episodes. Uh, but later down the line, like, I, I really like his development this season. Uh, I like the edgy stuff with the whale and pretty much, like, the stupid shit that happens with the deep. Not no, Lucy. Not yeah. Lucy. <laughs> Uh, the obvious fucking reference yeah yeah uh but well yeah like i think church of scientology like, was, uh, was not missed yes uh, no. after episode four i think it started picking up and like this final because i i also watched recently this uh, final episode today and like that blew me away like that that for me was like the most voice episode like that that for me got me excited for a season three or something yeah no this episode had to get a bit into my thoughts on the overall season is that I really like the first three episodes and I think four and five, I think four, five and six were not my favorite because they were like building episodes and like filler episodes, which if I was binging, I'd be fine with. But since I was watching weekly, I wasn't very much fine with, but I think mm -hmm. if I binge the whole thing, I wouldn't have a problem because they're, they're essential for the last two episodes, which for me are amazing. Like last episode for me is my favorite boys episode now. I think pretty sure and I just love how they, they brought back these they, like they brought back like, the interesting things about the comic books like and they brought it in such a smart way I on the final episode or the final episode when we're gonna get to it but when when the church Scientology guy Adernas I think sorry the cat's trying to break into the room now uh, Adernas I think Elernas yeah, I don't remember his name. Alistair, but yeah, Alistair, but... Church Scientology, man. He says, he's talking to the congresswoman, and he goes, Vic. And I shouted into the air when I heard him call him call her Vic. And I'll get into that later. That was like, okay, God, like Eric Kipcree knows his fucking shit. But let's go over the season. Let's go over the episodes. Talk the points of it. See what we think. See what we like. How about that? Uh <laughs> But either way, like, if you want a staff or you can start, like, I, I, I want to hear kind of like... What's the best for you? Yeah. Best. Hmm. The good, the good, the good and the bad. Yeah. I don't know. The good, yeah. I mean, part of it is like having having sort of binged watch binge watched it, right? Like it's almost sort of it blurs together a bit. Um because I watched the whole thing together. I um I really liked uh Starlight's character. I liked a lot about um about the way they handled like that character and it just it just felt like a really sort of honest portrayal i guess um like at times huey not to say that the character is like i don't know not not well portrayed or anything he like very very great great characters great cast all the way all the way across really um but just like there there were times where it was sort of like you know i, I 
I wouldn't say bored with Huey's character, but there were times where I was just like, okay, like it's Huey, like doing Is Huey's he... thing. Like I've come to sort of, and, and Huey's growing and changing, but Huey plays a, Huey oh, is the main grow. character he's, who plays he, a certain role. He, he's six foot already. He can't grow anymore. He's too big. He's too tall. Oh yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but that was it. As, as with Starlight, I felt like there was a really interesting progression kind of at all times. Every time Starlight was on screen, I was like, okay, something interesting is going to happen. Like I feel like, so, or, or some interesting perspective is going to be offered. That's how I felt. Comparing her um, to Huey And then I got to say, like... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going oh, comparing... to say, the... the... <laughs> All right. Guys, this show my... is a success. Man, I was so glad we're doing the this live here. here. <laughs> just her. um, it was freaking brilliant. Like, oh, my God. The... Um, the just, just the, like, the creepy, weird, sociopathic... Like, oh, oh man, like the execution by on his part was just like, oof, mm, fucking fantastic. Like there'd be times where just like, especially in those last couple of episodes, especially in that last episode, just like the way he was playing that character was like, was just fucking on point. The perfect level of like unstable. He's going to lose it. He's a ticking time bomb. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. He is waiting to go off and I cannot wait for them to get to where like he's just going to go on a fucking rampage and nobody's going to be able to stop him except for you know maybe the boys if they yeah. can figure out a way to to deal with him. Yes. Well, it looks like it's going to be kind of like an injustice the video game scenario where he's going to like fuck everything up and become like the dicta- the dictator of America or something like that. At least that's without knowing a lot of the comic just reading a couple of issues. I think but... it's, I think this is a lot about Garf Ennis when you can guess the comics ending by just reading a couple of issues. Yeah. <laughs> The, the thing is, like, the, the says guy, a lot about him as a writer. Like, if if Garth Ennis ever sees this, hopefully oh, he's great. Not. Oh, he's great. Uh, he made my he made my favorite Punisher series of all time. So yeah, he, he's a great writer. But like, wait, I mean, you're not going to shit on somebody, Arthur? I'm shocked. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's a good episode. Like, it's the boys' episode. I'm happy. I'm not we, shitting we on we, yes. we haven't gone like the 20 minute mark. The, after the 20 minute mark, <laughs> Arthur starts cheating on everybody. So it is the only pa- Past 20 minutes. I, I received a message from corporate saying that I gotta shit on someone. <laughs> I gotta do it, man. It's my Send thing. Send you an email. <laughs> but yeah, I think mandated. like, I, I don't want to go into like the, the very last part, but when, when he's giving this speech at the end of, the, of this last episode, and then like the sound starts muffling and like everything starts going out, and we have like that zoom into his eyes. Like, you know, like, either season three or season four, like, he's going to go, like, fucking nuts and, like, fuck everything up and become, like, the dictator of America. Like, oh, yeah. that that's for sure. Like, I, he, I'm, I'm betting on that. He had a very interesting arc this season because he was stuck with a person even crazier than him for most of it. I feel like pairing him with Stormfront of all people was amazing because, like, you had scenes where... Stormfront is going all about white genocide and about protecting their kind. And you see Homelander going like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, that's not my shit, you know? I'm a narcissist, but that's not me. I think the the most interesting stuff, and and I really like that episode. I don't know if it's it's episode four or five, is when uh, he's going into the cabin and he has like this uh, transforming guy. Doppelganger. Yeah, doppelganger. Turning into uh, Steelwell and like, well, fucking her or fucking him. Uh, and then, like, at the end, he turns into Homelander itself, kind of, like, cheering him up or something, and Homelander kills his own self, 
like I don't know. I find it like very poetic. That kind of like that episode, you know, of like the symbolism, dog. That's yeah, also yeah. man versus themselves. That's also a very like the boys comic book thing to happen. I feel like this show indulged a lot more on things a comic book would indulge on. Well, yeah, because also we got to see like characters such as um, what's his name? The love sausage, love sausage, love sausage was made into live. Oh man, I kind of wish they did a Russian subplot in the comics, which is like kind of fun. But I'm just glad, you know what? I'm just happy that Love Sausage is in live action. Love Sausage, for those who don't know, is a superhero in the boys' universe whose power is enlarging his dick. Yeah, the Love Sausage. And like, the Love Sausage. Sh- fucking shooting it. And he shoots it across a room, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, like Mr. Fantastic, but with the dick. And it's, he's like a tentacle that he just shoots around and flies everywhere. And it's, it's another comic book reference, and I love it so much. Well, they had a lot of references this season, right? The, like, the, the had... storyline in general, honestly, like, uh, I'll, I'll, I want to get more in between but for the end of the episode, but I feel like season three, they're setting up for volume one. Season three easily is going to be volume one of the comics, like, mm-hmm. easily. Like, all they're missing, honestly, is the boys having Compound V, which I think is just now like, an eventuality that is eventually going to happen. The boys will get Compound V now that's stabilized and all that. Interesting. And we, and we oh, the boys that. are going to become fucking superpowered. Super, because that's super that, that's the main plot line of the comic is that the whole thing on the comic book is that the reason why the boys are so effective and so dangerous and why Homelander has a begrudging respect for Butcher is because they are superpowered. They all have not only Compound V, but they have the same version of Compound V that Homelander has. Mm-hmm. Every other superhero has a just a, a dissolved version of the Compound V. They have a pure version. So they're very strong, super, super strong, super strength, super resistance. They can beat the shit up out of any superhero, pretty much, except like Homelander, Maeve, and Noir. Mm. Yeah, and but but I think like if they go that route in specific, it kind of lose some of the appeal that I had for the show, you know? Because like, well, no, wait, let's go back to the good and bad shit. Because yeah, because that's gonna get the bad for me because I have a few yeah. complaints about that on the season. Let's get let's the good so, first. Stafford, your good stuff. No, no interrupting you unless it's no, we're interrupting. super necessary. This is, this is a podcast. We're interrupting you. Super necessary. Yeah. No, but for fuck's sake, like we have 14 right. episodes and you cannot compile like the 10 best, 10 best moments of Stafford because we never le- let him speak. So, <laughs> Go ahead, Stafford. Go ahead, Stafford. Oh, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, like for me, let's see, bad moments. I think I mean, no yeah, good. I actually like well. That's oh well. It was, it was okay. All right, I'll keep doing. I'll keep doing good. I'll keep doing that's good. good. So, um, so yeah, definitely like the the guy playing Homelander, like man, Anthony Starr was his name. Yeah. Oh, good. Somebody, somebody get that man an Emmy. Amazing. Um, let's see, man, you guys always put me on the spot. Um, no, I I don't know. I think like overall, again, like the the way that um that uh, the corporate guy. That was a good acting. That was a good choice for actor as well for for corporate the guy. big big head honcho corporate guy. Oh yes, you know, I mean, uh, 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 Stan Edgar. Uh, that's yeah, played by Jim Edgar, Carlos yeah. Exposito, who, right. who was cursed yeah. with playing the same character. With playing the same Breaking character. Bad. Yeah, but he's he makes for a good. He's a, he's amazing at playing that character. Right. But ever but since Breaking Bad, he yeah. cannot catch a different role. Right. Um, and I thought that was interesting too that they sort of changed up that relationship. Right. Like after Homelander kills Stillwell. To sort of shift that relationship to one with Edgar between Homelander and Edgar, and feel like the difference there, 
was was really interesting especially right after watching them together and realizing just how much like Stillwell kept fucking Homelander in check yeah and how then especially her like confession right at the end where she's like I'm fucking scared of you like I don't do this because I love you I do this because it's the only way to keep you yeah from going nuts and then for him to lose that and then also be with this antagonistic personality in Edgar who's like I don't take no shit um, who I think I also like just to develop on Edgar on the first episode he delivers a line that like just sold the season for me mm. which is when he's having the discussion with Homelander and he goes this is not you are not the project you're not the product right you right are, yeah, yeah you are not a vault selling vault selling compound fee you are a marketing tool mm-hmm. you are not our main product and that was like right. oh that's such a good sell of Vought's ideology right the development was so good and corporate as a whole since Stafford was saying that like the whole idea of corporate you not not only corporate america but whoever has been in a job like you always know you're disposable at the end of the day like they, they will get another homelander they will get another guy to be their star like you're just passing by and hopefully you can enjoy your 15 minutes of fame your two years or whatever but eventually you will not be the face of the company somebody else will it's just mm-hmm. the cycle of life you know yeah 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 and, and i feel like stan edgar is like he's not a, he's like he's not on the show a lot actually he's a lot less he's on the screen he's on the screen a lot less than i thought he would be from mm-hmm. just like casting jim kyle exposito i thought he was gonna, they were gonna shove him everywhere no he's actually kind of not there all the time and that adds to the character a lot because when he is there he is definitely like a highlight of all scenes with him yeah they chose really really carefully his moments to and, appear on the screen and I'm pretty sure he's, he's Stan Edgar is a show, it's a new show character as well. Yeah. Pretty sure. Oh, you Which think he's a regular? No, I mean, he's, a, he's not from the comics. He's an original oh. character. Super cool. Because That's awesome. Like, all all these characters so far have been old characters, like Stormfront, mm-hmm. so the comic books. Yeah. I, I will Another... say one of the things that, that was somewhat annoying was like the way that I felt like it was such a missed opportunity to, to only have Lamplighter for all of what two episodes before Lamp he just Lider, kills himself lamplighter was part of the bad for me man lamplighter yeah. like they brought a great actor to play lamplighter yeah they, oh yeah yeah he was, had, like a great actor they made me care about him which was like oh mm-hmm. i yeah, never like, thought okay. i'd care about him lamplighter yeah they've and, built him up all the way through as this like horrible 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 person they've mentioned him just enough that you know of him but not enough that you like really and, are like they it's the perfect level of like mystery and they yeah. bring and him they in bring him in have one episode where he's kind of a decent person to see more and then you kill not only you kill him on the second episode but you low-key reveal that he's into like little like little girls wait like what just, when was that that was did you guys not catch that no I so see. lamplighter and that's not confirmed but i'm pretty sure that's uh, my personal theory lamplighter is into uh, i won't say a pedophile but he's like more like into like minors right well that's a pedophile i mean yeah, no, but that's, I, I, that's the definition of no it's it's, it's, it's like pedophiles from like eight to like 12 i think there's a different word from like 12 to 15 it's is a it? pedophile by yeah it's a different wording but he's yeah. a pedophile like a, but, yeah he's a pedophile we just did our cuties episode we're not gonna <laughs> <into> this <laughs> yeah like fuck that fair enough the, the lamplighter is a pedophile he mentions that him and mr marathon the original a train that he's a comic book oh, character yeah what you sneak in co- uh, college girls in, but they were like college applicants, which means it's high school girls. 
Oh mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, oh, I, did. I didn't catch that. I, I think I, I think that was just like mumbled enough that yes. unless you were really listening. Yes. Because I remember yeah. he said something. Yeah, because he's like college girls. Huey's like college girls. And he's like, he's like well, college applicants. Yes, exactly. And I, and I couldn't make out the word. I was like, what, what, yes. what did he say? Whatever, right? Like, it's just uh, the same standard shitty shit I've come to expect from these characters. These right? characters. And then you have the porn thing where he's really into watching porn with cool porn. porn. With uh, cut, not a cut porn, but like I think the first one he's watching is schoolgirl porn, and you have the fact that uh, what's her what's her name? Uh, I'm also bad with names. What's her name? Uh, lady B- CIA the boss, lady? CIA Mallory? lady Mallory. Mallory, I want to call her Silver for some reason. Mallory had a video of him doing something with someone that could get him in trouble. That's how she played him. That's why oh, he killed her grandchildren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm pretty sure that's a video of him with a minor. Mm. And that's that would what, make sense, yeah. And that's why he left the, the the seven as well because corporate ended up finding out, and just like the deep, he got sent away. Right. That makes sense. And yeah. you have all this, right? And he, he never show any of it. He just he just dies. Yeah. Well, I, I hated that he that he did that at that moment. You know, like of like, oh yeah, I just wanted to put myself on fire in front of my statue and my statue is not there anymore. I thought he was going to burn down the building, which I thought was going to be cool. He's going to burn down the entire yeah, building. That would have been cooler. Like, mm-hmm. it just, like for me, it just felt kind of like, it, it was not kind of like those moments in the voice where you're like, what? It was kind of like, why? Oh, like, come on, dude. Oh, come yeah, on. Like, why, yeah, like, why are you doing this? You know, yeah. like, you have the trial tomorrow or whatever. Like you can actually make something and, and actually be a hero because at that like I don't care who anybody says like Lamplighter at that point he's not a hero sure he gives access to Huey no he's not a hero at all <laughs> no 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 but I'm saying because remember that his uh, Huey is motivating him to go to the tower because he's telling yeah. him this is your last chance to be the one the hero the, yeah. the wife or whatever or be <laughs> the, the, hero. Fi- the wife fucker <laughs> the wife fucker yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, but yeah at that moment Lamplighter is not being the hero he's just being an enabling to be the hero so he never fulfills that thing that he's trying to pursue instead he just put himself on fire and well, that, just... that, that, that was the garfanis in the show like nothing matters everything sucks and that was like the garfanis influence limp lighter he, he, he never wanted to be the hero he wanted to kill himself in style and it's yeah, like it's lame but, but it was kind of like lame you know like it was kind of like in the same vein of like sure sure you can have the same moments in game of thrones where it's like Oh well, any, everybody's in danger because like this and that plot armor is not there or whatever. At least the first couple of seasons and in the books and whatever. But in here, it, it was just kind of like sad. It was like, oh, okay, cool. And, and like, then, like it just became funny because Huey took out the hand, you know? Yes, and like the thing is, Lamplighter. Like I don't know. I I, I prefer <laughs> what originally happened to Lamplighter. Like uh, I, I like with the way it ended. Like what happened to Lamplighter, which. I think is going to happen to Stormfront now is that Lamplighter kills Mallory's grandchildren as it happens in the show. And the boys don't have none of them. And the boys have Compound V. So they mm-hmm. gank up on gang Lamplighter and they beat the living shit out of him. They kill him. They beat the living shit out of him. They kill a member of the Seven in cold blood. All the boys. And that was before he rejoined as well. And there's a truce between the boys and the Seven because of that. But Vought, trying to revive Lamplighter because they don't want to say that he retired, right? They want to show him they retired safely and be able to bring pictures of him. They, revi- they revive this body with Compound V that's his body, but he can't think. He's a vegetable. He only eats and shits. 
right? And he's like on the basement of the Seven Tower. Just they're trying to give him his mind back, but they can't. He's gone because the mm-hmm. boys fucked him up too bad. And yeah, that, so, I, I kind of prefer that if you're gonna go that route, I kind of prefer that for Stormfront. No, no, for Lamplighter. I, I guess that's what's gonna happen with Stormfront now, yeah, because of how it ended. But I, I, I kind of prefer that we didn't have the whole Lamplighter kills himself thing. I kind of prefer that mm-hmm. he was just what he was in the comics, like a, re, a, rem, a reminder that the boys are are dangerous on their own right. Because mm-hmm. the one thing, like one of the bads for me of this season is the boys themselves. Hmm. I feel like they spend most of the season being so non-threatening, so just there, that I don't get the feeling of these guys are a real deal. Like I got in episode one when they capture Translucent in season one, right? When they blow up Translucent, that was like a great way to shut these guys up, but these guys are for real. Mm-hmm. This season, I felt the opposite up until the end where I saw them like planning together. Oh, this is going to neutralize Stormfront. This is going to do this to a Homelander. This is oh, A-Train. Yeah. A-Train will just get into him. He's going to stop his heart. I was like, yeah, the boys are fucking back. But then they never do any of that. It ends up on the hands of the soups to save the day. And that's... Yeah. That's, I, uh, sorry, it's been a 20-minute mark. I'm going to complain now. That's <laughs> my big problem with the season is that they want to make the boys not have superpowers, which in, in, on paper is a cool idea. But instead of the boys coming up with like interesting solutions like they did in season one to kill soups, you have soups bailing them out. And that's my big complaint. Like if you're gonna have soups beat the shit out of other soups, make Billy Butcher the fucking soup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so for me, just kind of like bringing back what we did for Umbrella Academy. Like I think for me with these characters in specific and with the cast, except for like, Homelander, uh, Billy Butcher, who else? Starlight. I think most of them, instead of feeling more comfortable within their role, I think that they play the role their their role more more cartoonish this time, you know? Because like as you said, like first episode of the first season, we hit like the kidnapping of Translucent and all that kind of stuff, right? And in this season, like Frenchie was playing like Lobbert here and there with the uh, what, what's her name? Kimiko. The lady? Or? Kimiko. Kimiko, yeah. Kimiko, yeah. Uh, with Kimiko. Then Kimiko's plot is all over the place uh, with her brother. And then, like, her grudge with, uh, with Stormfront. Uh, also, Mother Milk is kind of like, you know, it, like, it, it, he kind of lose that edge that he had in season one. And they, they also took out, like, and I get why they did take it out, but he took out his most interesting character trait from the comics which is he has to drink, like, he has, like, he had the one thing in the comic that was his main obligation, which was he has to drink mother's milk to survive. Like, he has to drink it. Like, that's why he's called mother's milk, MM, because he has, like, his... What? He's a natural-born superhero. He doesn't inject compound B like the rest of the boys. What? Because his mom worked on a Vosh factory and got infected with compound V, and her son is mother... He's, like, fucking a beast of a man. Like, he's a superpower hero. But he's only superpowered if he's drinking his mom's milk. If he stops drinking it, he like he like he shrinks. He becomes weak and frail. And what? So that's why he's called like they that, and they gave that plot line to Homelander with the yeah. whole drinking Madeline Stillwell's milk. That was like MM's plot line that he brought him. And that's, I ca- I'm so glad that they didn't <laughs> do that. That's ridiculous. That's garbage. That's terrible. Garth Ennis, you twisted fuck. <laughs> 
Yes, during the car fight is a twisted fuck. And yeah, man, I, I agree with you. Welcome, Sinesh. I agree with you. I agree with you. But because like that was his main thing and he doesn't have that anymore, he doesn't have much to do. He also had a really fucked up... Oh, yeah, there's also the, the other thing that he had, which was super fucked up, that I'm super glad that it didn't come over, but is that his daughter, because of his nature, because he has compound V, his daughter... She her body ages faster, so she's like twelve or like fourteen, but she looks like a twenty-year-old, a very attractive and endowed twenty-year-old. And knowing our fans, you know where this is going. His ex-wife, because he it's not his wife; it's his ex-wife in the comics, is a porn. It's an it's addicted to like heroin. She's a porn actress, and there's a whole plot line on how she gets her twelve-year-old daughter to a lesbian scene with her to get crank money. Yeah, and I th- think, th- those were the MM plot lines from the I comic think books. Amazon did a great job cutting some of the <laughs> uh, edgy ideas, if you want to call them right? that way, of our gardenists. Yeah, Arthanis, you twisted fuck. <laughs> Man, I, I just hope they never adapt Cross from Gardenis like that. Cross, oh, yeah, that would be bad. Yeah, that's, that's for another episode. That, 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 that MM plot line is straight out of Cross, shoot. And and again, for if you guys don't know, the plan gets resolved that Billy Butcher finds out what's going on and he murders MM's ex-wife, beats the shit out of her, and oh, kills her. That's and yeah, well, back to the show. I guess we yeah, back to the show. So uh, I, I thought it was dark, let's, let's walk out of this Garth and his dark. No, pit. since you're talking about it, I, I thought it was really interesting, like the reunion from Billy with Becca. And the dynamic with Ryan, mm-hmm. like that, I thought it was super interesting throughout the whole season two that, because that, that was a low point for me. <laughs> yeah, that was a low. Point. Really? Oh, really? I thought that was really good. I thought that was unexpected. I thought it was a really good choice, like for them to twist it like that. Like you think, like you know, right? Like this, like oh, Billy Butcher's finally found her. Right? They're gonna escape together, and and that was it. Is I was actually really looking forward to to them then presenting the conflict of like Billy having to come to terms with his hatred of soups. Yeah. in the form of ryan and like how that was going to work like i was like oh, okay it won't even just like resolve the conflict it'll just be a new conflict right they could totally have them escape and then they were like nope we're gonna go this we're gonna pull this out of left field which is that becca knows billy butcher too well and is like yeah no i'm not letting you take my son because i know exactly what you're gonna do you're gonna not get over your hatred of soups and yeah he, fucking... he almost kills him at the end of the, the, the season i'm pretty sure oh yeah i thought gets oh, very, yeah, where he gets he's like very he picks close up the fucking crowbar and that oh, face i thought he was gonna fucking do it and again that's that's another i think comment. the only reason he didn't is because the person he hates more show oh, shows up oh yeah and that's Paul again got oh, there that's fuck. the only reason he didn't that, that's can, can i say something yes go ahead that was pure cinematic pro- poetry the the last thing that we saw season one was pretty much Homelander taking Billy Butcher to see Becca and make the reveal of Ryan, right? Yes. Just to see, like, I got you. Like, I got a son with your wife. C- kind of like, I'm better than you kind of shit. Yeah. And then this fucking season, it was so freaking cool that Ryan Ryan stands next to Billy and Billy's like, no, you're not taking him, you know? It's like, fuck, riding his fucking ego of of Homelander, you know? Like, you'll never have your son. And he cries because of that, because he hits him, as Mm -hmm. you said, hits him right on the ego. Homelander cries because of that. But getting back to it, like, I was was sure Billy's going to kill that kid. 
Like when he's picking up that crowbar, I was like, they're getting, they're like the madman, oh, they're yeah. gonna fucking do it. Because that's, again, that's another comic book plot line. The first superhero Billy Butcher kills is Ryan. It's quote unquote Ryan. He's not called Ryan on the comic book because he's a newborn. But Becca dies, like they imply on season one on birth, right? Mm-hmm. Same way they show like clawing his way out. That's how she dies in the comic. And Billy's right next to her and he picks up like an like a lamp a lamp from his nightstand and like beats the shit out of the baby with it and murders the baby. I, I thought we were going that route. I was like, they're gonna fucking do it. They're gonna have Billy Butcher kill the kid. Well, I, I think also a, a highlight from this season and, and it, it speaks in a good level to say something, is the how they develop parallel Homelander and Billy, you know, because If you get rid of like the sociopathic, well, well, not even that. Like, if you get rid of like one has soup, uh, superpowers and the other one is trying to fight for justice and doesn't have superpowers, like they're pretty similar characters at, yeah. at some extent. Yeah. You know, like they they have a real parallel, and that's why also that scene with a uh, Bol Bolham, the the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, uh, Volgabom. Mm-hmm. Volgabom. Yeah. When when he's having that talk oh, with him, yeah. and it, it's kind of like that parallel of his relationship with his father, his own father of like, yeah, I used to be like this sweet kid and Homelander used to be a sweet kid like at five or six, but both of them were shitty parents. Both of them wanted to, to have like a super tough guy to carry the family mm-hmm. and that's why he lost his brother. And with Homelander, he needed to be like the toughest guy in the whole planet. So there's pretty, like there's a pretty thin line between like Billy Butcher falling into the sociopathic like tendencies of Homelander And that's why also I like that this whole season, they remind him, like, if you have somebody like Huey, he can keep you in check before going insane, you know? Yeah, and uh, that's that's an amazing plot line. Like, Homelander and Butcher are two, two different sides of the same point. Mm. And their difference is Huey, is that one has Huey and the other has A-Train. <laughs> so, you know? Mm. Also, like, another highlight of the season... They got me to care about fucking A-Train. They got me to be excited. Like, when A-Train goes, I'm back in? Peace, bitch. Yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, dude. Like, you're a piece of shit. But I'm kind of excited. And when he shows up in the car, when in the oh, last yeah, episode, he just good, yeah. jumps in. Like, he runs inside the car. Like, what's up, shitbirds? I was like, oh. Why is he so good. good now? I hate him. Good, yeah. no, but you know what? Like, I, I think that's something cool that the show has never stopped ever since season one. Like, whenever I see one of the seven merely interacting with one of the boys or somebody nearby of them, I still feel that danger, you know? I still feel like... Like, for example, this last episode, I easily thought for a moment, like, fuck, they're going to go... Like, I know, like... How can I say it? I, I dub like i dive in in the uh, suspension of disbelief like mm-hmm. i know bill is the protagonist and they're not going to kill him but at some point i was like fuck like he's going to rip him apart you know but yeah like, i didn't that was it is i didn't think that billy would die but i was definitely like there they could lose like that's it is you know homelander could get ryan yeah and like i was fully expecting that there that that was going to be the season cliffhanger that it was going to be like that they were going to out ryan They know where Ryan is. Now they need to rest. And it was going to be like next season was going to be dedicated to rescuing Ryan. Saving, saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, no, like when that happened, I was like, I was kind of worried. Like, I, I thought like, would they make it a boys TV? Like I was thinking, can they make it boys TV show without Billy Butcher? He's the main thing. But I did think about that. because like, I couldn't think, 
because I was like, there's two things could happen there. I had no, like, the only thing I could think of is like, maybe Butcher has like some compound V on his like jacket pocket. He's going to insert it on himself to fight Homelander, maybe. But even that's a stretch now because why would he not use that against Stormfront? Yeah. No, I really well, because he, he hates going... soups, right? He would put it off till the till the last minute, potentially. Yeah. yeah. No, but I really thought that he was going to die, like in that last moments. And and since Queen Maeve was with the other guys, Te- teleporting like... Queen Maeve. Yeah, teleporting Queen Maeve. Like... Who's everywhere and nowhere at the same. She's omnipresent. Yeah. At that moment, I was like, how is he going to get out of this? Like, because it's not like the last season where he was like, just kind of like Homelander shoving off, like, hey, like. I'm the boss here, kind of stuff. Like he's like he he has his son. He's on, now. His, he's on his lowest point right now. Yeah. Mm. So like, th- there's no way Billy Butcher is going to get out of this. And then like the Queen Maeve, like those ex machina happen. And it's such like, a weird those ex machina too, because of that whole group of people, Queen Maeve went after Billy Butcher. Yeah. And between Frenchie, Huey, MM, Starlight, Queen Maeve was the one that went after Billy Butcher. Gotta, they gotta do it somehow, man. They gotta take a sex market on that shit somehow. They gotta do it somehow. Uh, and just to wrap up the Billy Butcher with Ryan thing, like, I, I kind of got disappointed that Billy didn't went with him at the end uh, with Mallory and just yeah. like, tried to, to raise the Ryan because I thought like he was coping with everything, like coping with the fact of like, okay, this thing with my wife is not going to happen because you can say, oh, it was the shock of her dying. No, ever since Becca in the in their base or something, she was saying, "Hey, like whatever happens, you have to swear by your brother and you have to bring it to me, and all that kind of stuff." Like at that moment, you can see in like Carl uh, Urban or Billy Butcher at that moment, like, yeah, that's what that's what is going to happen. Like he's going to have to stick with this with this kid whether he likes it or not. I, I, that was never his plan, though. Like his plan, his plan was to die in the hands of Homelander because I feel like the thing that happened there is that last episode, uh, second to last episode, episode seven, there was a big, a, a very big moment with Billy and his dad where he almost kills his own father in a confrontation. And the whole point of that is to set up as Billy Butcher is essentially his father. He became his father and he realizes that and he doesn't want Ryan to become him. So even when she was like, hey, go, like, he could have, like, why did he send M.M. with Becca and Ryan and didn't go with them? Because he didn't, like, from the beginning, his plan was to stand his ground and die because he knows he can't be a father figure for Ryan. He knows if he does that, it's just going to be another Homelander on the streets, right? And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it could have been, like, a cool dynamic, like, to see that also in season three. Like to see know. Billy they, they, training Ryan, no, we're just man. trying to be a father. No, man. no, I'm sorry. I, I think it would have been interesting to show. I mean, again, because like Billy Butcher, I think is is a dynamic character, but in a subtle way, right? Like his his character isn't making major shifts, but, but it is steadily and subtly. Sh- uh, he'll never be one of the good guys, but he's he'll never better, be Huey. Right? Like, look, man, yeah. if I want to see someone raise a kid, I want to see a man raise a kid. I don't want to see Billy. Only thing I want to see Billy Butcher raise is his crowbar to beat the shit out of some superhero. Nah, nah that's what I, I really, want to see. I, I really thought like his development went pretty well this season. Like, I I, I mm-hmm. could easily. That's why I, I'm kind of like feeling like that letdown because I could have easily. Nah, seen 
trying to him being better. Like, Dude, because... I'm so glad they put that child actor on that on that season three seasons car. You know that car that leaves and comes back in three seasons from now when they need him. Yeah, he's just like a, a, a new actor. Teenage. Yeah, so yeah. glad they put him on that car. <laughs> Because I, I don't think I would, I, I personally, man, like Ryan was like, up until like the last episode, Ryan was one of the low points for me. Couldn't mm. care for the kid. Well, I, I thought he was cool, like for one or two episodes at the beginning of the season. But then like, I kind of hated that they, they tried to show you that Becca, like he, he was not raising a kid. He was raising like, not Superman, but the Superman of Superman, you know, like, oh yeah, I, I, uh, organize the states and like tell them like a part by geography and all that kind of stuff. It was like, oh, okay, you're pushing it with like the nerdy kind of like super innocent guy. Like yeah. you could you could show it in other ways. This is kind of annoying. I mean, but that was like that was like defense mechanism for him though. Like he just memorized the states. I mean, that's something I guess I went through as a kid. I had to memorize the states of Brazil. And I guess he uses it as defense mechanism, right? Oh, well, that's actually a, that is actually like a common anxiety Tech. But but I don't mean it that way. Like I don't mean it like oh because you have anxiety. Nick, like is, this is not is a you, way to portray. You know, it. I'm count just, something. I'm just saying it like with a lot of moments because he made like his short films with Legos and all that kind of stuff. Like no 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 no, no. short short like those are amazing like high production value very well yeah, edited. Yeah. Like the fact that I knew it was the Blind Side before he's like I recognized the movie. I was like wow that guy that kid's good. Yeah, well, yeah. he can just request the exact Legos he wants, too. Keep in mind that, like, Vought was, yeah, as much as it was a prison, it was a fucking golden cage. I like, really downsizing this kid's cinematic abilities. It's the one thing he has, Stefford. It's the one thing Ryan has, those cinematic abilities. That's it. He can, like, order, like, the fucking best camera. Like, his mom could just get him and be like, hey, Vought, I need a camera. Hey, Vought, I need a really nice computer so my kid can make videos. <laughs> hey, Vought, I, I need an Alexa uh, 4K, and I need, like, these lenses, and I need, like, this film crew. And <laughs> got the Sandra Bullock Lego piece. There you go. I love the voices. Like when he was doing that, the fucking Lego oh, yeah. short film, and he was uh, doing all the voices. And, 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 man, so... and, and I love that. Like, again, I just love the, the the contrast of him showing the blind side to Stormfront, right? Because the blind side is, it's a very big white savior movie, right? The white savior saving the bat. Oh yeah. But still, showing to like Stormfront, I was like, man, you're pushing it. You're pushing it. He's about to kill you, kid. I, I did. I will say, as much as I found it sort of the Nazi side and a little bit less on the corporate America side, I do think they did a really good job of starting Stormfront in the beginning as this like you know all oh, the anti whatever that you would think would be the like more liberal leaning, and then it's like one or two things that she says that are like, wait a minute, her name is Stormfront, till it all of a sudden spikes. Then when they when you like when they reveal it is when it's sort of like her, her name is stormfront she like, drew, she dresses up i was like yeah she she dresses like an ss soldier and her name is storm i don't get how people didn't see that coming man i'm sorry i don't know i thought she was a cool character like not okay like let's make a difference i i don't agree <laughs> for what she stands for i just think like she was portrayed in like it's it's kind of like Homelander, like you wouldn't say like, oh, 
Homelander is my hero, but like he's a freaking cool character if you analyze it in that yeah. way. Like, but, but again, her, her name is Stormfront. Yeah, you can say that like ten times. It she wears change. she wears Nazi gear. It, it doesn't change the fact that like it was one of the best character decision. Like yeah. doing all her manipulating and all that kind of stuff. Like she she was. It was very topical. I think Stafford said it earlier how like this season has been recorded a long time ago, but it was very topical, especially right now the situation in the, the United States of America. Yeah. It was a very topical to have Stormfront be the main well, was villain. We were talking about that with uh, the Umbrella Academy recorded last year, but yeah. man, if the timing isn't fucking great. Like, it, it, it's almost like these things have been building up for some time now and people can accurately predict them. Who would have known? Yeah, right. It's not right. like this happened yeah, just like overnight. out of nowhere. Well, overnight, yeah, no, those all, all those. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, it was great having Ayakasha Stormfront, and I, she, was, I, she was like, she was very okay. So Stormfront on the comic books is like a dude. Not, it's, a, it's one, it's a dude, and two, it's a Nazi. Like just it's straight up just a regular old Nazi. Not very interesting. Not very. He's mm, part of the the paybackers who are. The Avengers of the, the as a seven or the Justice League, the paybackers are the Avengers, right? And but Stormfront on the comic is not that interesting character. I love how they did this modern version of Stormfront, and they sell it very well on the last episode when they're like, they, they like what I say, they just don't like the word Nazi, but they agree with all I'm saying. It's just a word they don't like, and and I think it's pretty cool. And because that's like it, yeah, that's like neo Nazis for you. <laughs> It brings kind of like that, not parallel, but that thing of like when the Nazi party succeeded back in the 40s, it was because of propaganda and because people bought in into what they were saying. The meme factory. Uh, sorry? It was a meme factory. Yeah, yeah. Adolf Hitler was a known shit poster. You heard it here first, folks. But then, oh. like. <laughs> Just ignores it. I think something pretty cool that they did this season is like by her using the, the the new technologies and the tools that we have at this moment, like social media, memes here and there, she could move the masses just like the Nazis did back there, you know? Just like, like, she, lo- just like politicians do nowadays, right? A lot of yeah. politicians move the masses by memes and Twitter and social media in general. A lot of politicians nowadays, I'm not even talking just about the main one, but a lot of them today even from a Democratic Party, are on like doing all their marketing work through Twitter. Right? So yeah. it's very, very topical again. The whole the whole plot line. And except for like except it's like Stormfront is a distraction, right? She was supposed to be there, so we didn't have boys versus seven yet. So we could hold that back for a bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I had as much as I love the character, I had problems with what she brought to the story. Well, for example, her killing Kimiko's brother in episode three made that Kimiko had nothing to do for the rest of the season. Kimiko, yeah. like, I'm so under underutilized. Her sole purpose on the season was to have her brother die and fight Stormfront at the end. And in between, she does nothing. And not even that, also become the love interest from Frenchie, like, which now, is, uh, it was weird. that is, yeah, like, I, I felt it a little bit forced. Like, and it's nothing, but, but it's like they, they tried to develop it barely at the end after they have been fighting the whole season, you know? Or Cherry as mm-hmm. well. Who? <laughs> His old girlfriend that shows up once a season. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well I think I think I think they're more like 
friends that also sleep together when no but 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 on season one she like grabbing by the balls and says hey if you leave me i'm gonna blow it and knock you out yeah there's a couple things that they do where they sort of are like yeah we did this but don't worry about it guys it's not important we're not ever going to talk uh, about also it again. let's just be very clear here frenchie is definitely polyamorous right he was definitely oh, yeah. fucking oh yeah them. yeah that's not even a question okay. yeah just making sure yeah, we're on the totally same page here and that was it is again i think i think Cher, uh cherry was sort of like like it seemed like they were fine because they talk about the fact that he kissed kimiko and stuff like yeah they have a obviously an open relationship like totally cool well carry on yeah at this, Do your thing, at this point be french it doesn't seem like it. It just seems like... We talked last week, being French just can be kind of weird sometimes. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm all into the polyamory thing. So, um, the okay, other one... That stop trying did... to get dates through the podcast, man. Stop trying to get dates through the podcast. Goes, yeah, sure, sure, sure. This sure, goes yeah. for our editor. Editor, please put here a poster of Stafford. Stafford's number. His number. His number. His number. Looking for polyamorous relationships. Looking for five more. (laughs) And one plus. For those folks who aren't aware, I edit the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Just just let me me make that clear. Editor. Editor, don't cut that. Editor, don't listen to Stafford. <laughs> Turns out Stafford has multiple personalities. Like there's yeah. Stafford, there's oh, Audacity, the there's the editor. Like this entity. Like, when, when he puts the glasses on, he's the editor, right? This entity that just. Oh man. Fuck. We uh, went into a rabbit the other one, I w- uh, the other one. The other one. The other one. Yes, go ahead. We'll say as we're, let's, yeah, as we get back to the point for me, was just a missed opportunity that uh with the deep because the deep the gets fuck was up with the deep this season I mean, yeah the deep was doing like all sorts of weird shit but specifically the deep gets assaulted based i mean frankly that's that's what it was like i at least that's how it was played up the where one you mean was that in season one well no because it's it's when he's in like in the um in the hotel out when he's been like shipped out to wherever the hell season one was that season yeah, one? That's season season one. one. Okay. Season one, episode six, I believe. See, I watched, it is. Yeah, I, I I've fucking... watched season one 12 times, by the way. Just gotcha. Right out there. Well, I guess then I it's a just a gripe time. in general is that they never, they never touch on that again. And I was like, okay, they obviously put that in there for a reason, which is that, okay, it's the whole like hot, you know, look, he's karma, right? He's getting paid, paid back. Talk about it. They're not like, okay, you know, he doesn't come to any revelation about it. There's no like big thing. Like he seems affected by it briefly he goes and buys a bunch of doritos is the next ad like after that he goes to the store and just like buys but they don't really like there's there's no there's no it doesn't change him as a character he's still a skeezy ship it's it's kind of just like all right great yeah we're gonna do this thing to like pay him back for being a shitbag before but we're not ever actually gonna have him like learn from it or address it or whatever it's just gonna but, happen in the world that's say, like, the you. beauty of the boys like he he doesn't think what he did was wrong so he's never gonna actually learn from it. he's gonna get keep fuck getting fucked over because he's an idiot as he was like spent a whole season working for the church got a train in just so a train could snub his spot like literally snub his spot yeah i mean that, also we see that being um what what is it called? I guess like, I just think that that's. I mean, because sure, like doing the... it, except that would have been the whole point of him experiencing it. 
Also, there's the guy with the bow, the the, the guy that Eagle. gets him in Eagle. Yeah, he also gets fucked over beforehand. So you get that hint of like either A Train or Deep is going to get fucked over at the end of this season. And it almost was A Train. A Train was just not an idiot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those. I I don't know. Yeah, I feel like A Train was probably like when he was one of the low points of the first season for me. I wasn't very interested on him, like his race and all that. So like, oh, whatever. This season, A Train was like a lot more fun to watch. He wakes up from his heart attack, and the first thing he does is buy Prince's guitar. Oh, I I thought it was super cool also because I think I don't remember in which. And he doesn't know how to I, play it. Sorry, he doesn't know how to play the guitar. He buys the guitar just to have. He doesn't know how to play it. I don't remember in which episode, but I I always said that the memory loss plotline I hated. I, I think it was also in in. Uh, it was Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy, right? Or yeah. Vanya loses her memory. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Vanya. But fuck like, Vanya. but with A Train. Like I, I thought it was totally, I think it was super cool that he was having this conversation with uh, Starlight and he at the beginning is leading you towards like, oh yeah, I don't remember anything. And then at the end it's kinda like I, I know who the fuck are you and like what's I know what you I know what you did. I know what that, you that to. I really fucking like it. I know what you're up to. Yeah, no, it's dude, it's that was awesome. I think everything the seven this season, like what they did with Black Noir, oh man, I want I want him to survive now. Yeah, but he's a vegetable right now, right? And I, I don't know enough about almond allergies. They freaking like wanted. I want to know more about Black Noir. They've done so little with him, and I'm just like, I, what's this dude? What's this dude's deal? All the rest of the seven are so interesting. What's the? He's, and also, he's like a robot. He's like Edgar Stan's personal hitman, right? This fucking dude. Like every once in a while, there will be a scene where he's there. Like it's really short. And he's just there. But like when he found out about Compound V. He's crying he's in the sobbing. hallway. Yeah. Like. It's kind of like a. Like legend. obviously there's more to him. Like I want to know. I need because to know. Also you have the parallels with the actual comic book. And not, it's a I, different I, I, thing. The comic book is. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I know. I know. And, and we're not going to talk about it because that's that, also. There's a possibility that. There's no possibility. That, that, there's, that is not a plot. There hasn't been a plot line there that, that is not a plot line on the show. Otherwise. Who, who knows? Who knows? I know. I know. I know. No, no. I know like, for a fact that it's not a plot line on the show. I have, I have, it's since season one that hasn't been a plot. That's not going to be a plot on the show. Okay, I'm gonna, but, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna break it over. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Can I finish my fucking point? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Go ahead. So I'm just saying, like, there's parallels towards comic book superheroes with the boys, as we have pointed out like, yes. across the episodes. Like, we have Homelander that is like a merge between Captain America and Superman and whatever. Yes. The thing that I think is like a missed opportunity is Black Noir is supposed to be kind of like the Batman, Batman of the team, yeah. but it's kind of like dull. Like, sure, he beats ass from here and there, but I just so I disagree. With uh, you. He he's the perfect Batman from the movies, because it hasn't been a single movie Batman media movie Batman that has been an actual detective. They're normally just brawlers that just beat the shit out of people, and that's what Black Noir is, and that's why I feel like he works so well. He is the movie Batman, right? He doesn't do he doesn't do any investigating. He has people who investigate for. He has Lucius Fox that investigates for him, and that he beats the shit out of people. That's what he does. There's no actual detect- detectiveness to movie Batmans. At least not in the recent ones. Well, hopefully that changes with Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman, yeah. Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm super curious to see where 
where he goes because he's definitely not going to be what he is in the comic book just because of the fact that he has a peanut allergy. That's already a dead giveaway that he's not what he's supposed to be in the comic book. So he's like a completely original character now and I'm very curious what, like he just has the name and the outfit. He's not the same character he was in the comics. I'm very curious where, where they take him. Yeah. I, I, I also like just before we start kind of like because I think we're kind of like scratching the voice at this point. No, I know. I have one final point I want to shout about for a few minutes, but go ahead. Uh, I didn't like Huey this season. No. Or, yeah, no, Huey this season was... Like, I, I, I thought he was super, super dull. Like, at the beginning of the season, he has a grudge with Butcher. Then Butcher comes back and he's like, okay, I'm cool with you. And it's kind of like a puppy for him for the rest of the season. This is Butcher's puppy. And then, like, the thing that I hated is, like, they kind of, like, tokenize him for Butcher, you know? Like, there's, like, sure, we mentioned it even in this episode. Like, it's an it's a important development for Butcher to have Huey. But the thing is, like, Huey didn't did that much for Butcher this season. He was just there, you know? Like, he... And also, like, I think that's why it's cool that at the end of the season, he's, like, even realizing, like, I have to stand on my own to feed, you know, because this season I did jack shit. Beyond saving Starlight, I did jack shit. And no, he did a lot. No, he did a lot this season. He saved Starlight. He got the news of Compound V out there, which as well, but, said, but that was that was eight train bringing it to Starlight and him. No, that was Starlight and him. Like him finding about the the, the chopping arms guy. Starlight take all eight train. Eight train almost stopped them. But then Starlight convinced him not to rat out on them. But that was no, him. No, no, no. It was Atrian coming up and giving them the files. No, I'm talking about on the beginning of the scene where they, they, they rat out the, like on episode three, it gets out the compound visa thing for the world. And Vought gets in trouble for it. That, that's the kickstart of the whole season, right? But that was mostly Starlight. That was him. He, he found the person. He found the guy that knew. He gave her the info and she did it, right? So I feel like he did, he's doing stuff. Like he he got some stuff done, but it's just the fact that the boys don't didn't have much to the season. Like that's the actual thing. You have a confrontation between the boys and Stormfront, and their solution is super powered by the soups are their solution, right? And that for me is so boring because if you're not gonna show the the intelligence and the creativity of the boys, then just give them powers again. Just make them powerful like they are in the comics. Because like if it's gonna be Starlight bailing them out and Queen Maeve bailing them out and Kimiko bailing them out every time, I prefer it for them to bail themselves out because otherwise we're gonna have what we had this season, where the boys essentially couldn't do much. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why I'm excited for next yeah, season. Yeah, well, I mean, because I, there's at least next season they're gonna be part of the CIA and the U.S. government, so at least they're gonna have more resources to manipulate people and blackmail them. And there's also like. Volume one of the comics, the boys are a CIA, they are a branch of the CIA. So they were now back getting back to the comic book status quo. So you might have more of the boys going after lower level heroes because now they won't be able to go after the seven because as we saw, Vic the Veep is leading them. So she's not gonna allow them, not gonna allow them to go after the seven. They're gonna start going after lower heroes that have been mentioned so many times now. Yeah, like payback. Yeah. yeah, well, and I think um, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting too, yeah, to, to see like to play a bit more with them not having powers and showing yeah some of their creativity because that was that was part of what I think was made the show really cool is that That's it wasn't really cool you know 
superpowers v superpowers it was it was superpowers versus normal people who have you know yeah to be to outwit their opponents um and it could be really interesting to yet to have them also i also one of the things that i think is i wonder if maybe it's in the in the graphic novels or maybe if they'll explore it in the show even even with compound v even with the corporation knowing basically knowing ahead of time who has powers because they give the compound v out there has got to be some kind of like underground heroes or whatever that don't work for Vought. Like there has to be at least one or two heroes that are like, man, fuck that. And just like left or didn't join yeah. Vought or whatever. Right. Like there's gotta be some kind of like underground hero, whatever and that are my, like. Might be misremembering this, but on the comic that is still the case in Russia, that's the whole thing with uh, Love Sausage. Mm. He got, he got V not from Vought. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what like he. It's a different kind of V that he got. I'm pretty sure. It's and, the Russian knockoff. Yeah, there's not. I mean, strong Russian knockoff. Feel that much. Hey, it's, uh, Arthur, since you're comic book guy for yes, the boys, they, they tell me uh, yeah. that's what the someone called. But I go to Starbucks and say, "I'm the comic book guy for the boys." Yes, please give perfect. me my coffee now. Free coffee. Uh, I'm a hero. Went through all that. I have two points before we go into your whole rant that you're planning to go. Oh, it's not a rant. Oh. It's, 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 it's a happy thing. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, so first one, who is it the guy that when Lamplighter is watching the porn and then it's, like, it's the last porn that they're, they're watching. It's a bald guy and there's like five guys. So around. glad you asked. It's I'm Jupiter so glad right? if you asked. That is Jack from Jupiter. Jack from Jupiter is the boys of the comics. They're, they're the Justice League. Jack from Jupiter, he is the stand-in of he's a stand-in of what's his name martian manhunter and he is a flying superhero i don't even remember what his powers are and on the comics he's a member of the seven i'm assuming that he isn't anymore on the show because he his end his end on this on on the comic books is that there's a truce between the seven and the boys jack breaks the truce because someone in fought leak the video of him having sex with tra uh, trans people, pre-op trans people, okay. right? Sorry, the cat's trying to break in the room again. Uh, pre-op trans people and leaks that. He thinks the boys did that. So he breaks the truce by killing Billy Butcher's dog, Tre Trevor, Tre Tre Terror, Terror. Also another highlight of the show, Terror is great. And that's how what happened, like, because of that, Butcher kills him. So I feel like because there's already that porn of him, trans people, with him with five trans people and, like, Lamplighter's watching, I feel like on the show's world, that already happened, right? Like, he already got exposed. Like, he didn't kill Terror, clearly, but he already got exposed. Because of that. Because okay. that's on the porn. So that's Jack from Jupiter, amazing yeah. character. Like, I, I, I think I just was scrolling through Facebook and I saw kind of, like, this guy parallel to his comic book counterpart, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Like, it's, for it's, five seconds. His death in the comic book really sells that Billy Butcher is like a fucking insane person, because you, he's the first. I think he's the first dude that we see him killing that Jack is disassociating. Sorry, uh, Billy's. He's. You can visibly see that he is disassociating, because he he kills Jack by stabbing him, I think a thousand times. And he won't finish it. He's gonna keep stabbing him and stabbing him, stabbing him in the same spot. So he suffers a lot, and he keeps repeating, "I'm not here, Jack. I'm not here. I'm not here right now, Jack." And the, the, the panel keeps 
pushing back, back, back. So you can see that like, he has disassociated. His body is going through the motion, but he's not there anymore. Okay. So, so it's a very, very interesting character. What was the second question? It was not a question. Like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, episode seven, when it was the trial and like the heads were exploding. I was watching that with my wife and we, and we both were like, what the fuck is going on, you know? And then like me and her, we were like bringing back ideas, you know, like not knowing if this happens in the comics or not knowing what was going to happen or whatever, because like, you know, like we watched it a week, a week ago. Like we were thinking like, oh, maybe like Stormfront with uh, with uh, Homelander already weaponized Ryan in some way, like brainwash him or something. Uh, then we, we were like, oh, there's also like this girl from the asylum, you know, Abby, that she should be kind of like, it was Abby, Cindy. right? Cindy. Abby's Cindy. from Last of Us. Okay. Yeah, Cindy. <laughs> so we thought like, oh, it's Cindy, like, because she show showcased kind of like those, not the, not the same ability, but somehow similar. Similar, yeah. Uh, so all the time I was thinking, it's, it's Cindy, right? And then like the big reveal of the season, like at the end, where we find out, uh, what's her name? Victor is it Victoria? Victoria Newman is her name. Victoria Newman. I was like, holy Fuck. Like, I, I so didn't expect glad. that. I'm so glad you brought this up because this is what my, my, my rant's about. Eric Kipri is a fucking genius because he is able to take plot lines straight from the comic book and put them on the show without people noticing. Victoria Newman is not an original character, although I thought she was, she isn't. She is the female and modernized version of Victor Newman, a.k.a. Vic the Veep. Veek is the creator on the comic books of Victor Newman. He is the CEO of Vought that stamps down to become vice president, becoming Vic the Veep. He is a commentary on George W. Bush. He is simple-minded, not very smart, easily manipulated. He is Garth's and his commentary on George Bush. And he's a Vought plant on government. He is as Rainer says in the beginning, a coup from inside. It's Vic the Veep. But Garth Ennis, what he did was, instead of using, sorry, like Eric Kipri, what he did was instead of using the original Vic the Veep, which was a George Bush commentary, he used Victoria Newman, which he was an AOC commentary. Another popular politician of the time, Alessandra Ocasio-Cortez, used her as a template, as a mod the modern Vic the Veep. And it worked so beautifully. And like the reason why like, I was screaming by the end of the episode is because they always call her Victoria. But right before the reveal, when she's talking with Alistar from the church, he goes, all right, we'll schedule a meeting, Vic. And he says Vic and puts the phone down. I was like, motherfucker. He fucking did it. His head blows up. I was like, he fucking did it. Like he got this character, which was a comic book a plot was, but a plot in the comic book that if we saw the show, we could see mile away, barely changed the name of the character, just made it a girl instead of a guy. And he got through. And he yeah. fucking got, he got it through. He put Vic the Veep on the show. And like, I, dude, I wasn't read it after every, no, like, no one that I saw on Reddit had fucking figured it out. Everyone oh. thought it was, everyone thought it was in the church. Or it was the bug hero, like the bug that was in season one. A lot of, oh, it's a bug guy, right? 
Oh yeah, I noticed that. I think is that a, is that a hero that was that was buzzing around it's, where there was constantly the fucking fly that was everywhere. According to Chikipuri, it was a fly that was just there, and he thought it was interesting, so he just left it because it, <laughs> it was sure. on so many fucking scenes, man. Like because, according to him, it was because it was somewhere in Toronto, and there's a lot of flies. And he mentioned how no shows have a lot, like no shows have like flies and bugs around. I was like, oh, it's gonna make it more realistic if I have it around. So he played it up with it. But like, but yeah, just, people, people were thinking, yeah, it's a super, like it's an Ant-Man super, kind of superhero, right? Yeah, because I, I noticed that. I was like, and they added the sound effect of it in yeah, so they, they, fucking often. That they was played like, up the buzzing. But no, it was Vic the fucking Veep. And he said like, like on the beginning, like, oh, I'm Victoria Newman. That was so good. That's like made this season for me, like. Well, also like the way she was introduced, right? Because like, even though she was working towards I, well, against Bot at that moment, and she was going to be in the trial and everything. They didn't make her like, oh, the grand entrance of like she's going to be the solution, and this is Victoria Newman or something like. She she was just there with Mallory, like when when that uh, the first time she appeared, right? So at that moment, you're focusing on the boys and you're focusing on Mallory, and she, you think she's a side character, but then like with she everything that happened, that. she's a little before that though. She's she's leading a protest. I think that's the she, first she, time. She, she shows a lot on the TVs. Yeah, oh, she's she the same TV one. A lot. And I she's the one. It. She's the one that was the protest. Yeah, the Homelander bus. Yeah. So yeah, and then and then she's even in the first season. I think don't they have her on a couple of like TV broadcasts? Then I do not remember, but they do have a I, second season I, of her. Yeah, the I think on the first season, once or twice, they have her on a TV broadcast. But and then the second season, yeah, she's on TV broadcast. She's in the protest, and then she becomes an ally of like Mallory and the boys. And like they they, they give it away from the beginning, right? Because that's Rainer dies saying it's a fucking coup from the inside, but because of the, all the focus on the church, which was an amazing red herring. Yeah, because it's the kind of red herring that's not obvious enough, so you don't think it's a red herring. So, like, oh, the coup from inside is the church taking over Vought. Is the church corrupting Vought even more? They could, no, it isn't. It's a literal coup from the inside of the United States government. It's controlled opposition. Mm-hmm. Because Victoria Newman didn't go after Compound V until she was forced to. She was always after the heroes, Homelander, Stormfront, Maeve. And we learned from episode one that didn't matter. They're not the product. They're not what makes money. So mm-hmm. her going focusing on heroes, focusing on Homelander's war crimes, focusing on the abuse of power and sexual harassment to the deep is the perfect control of the position because Vod can continue to pedal compound V. Right? And oh man, it was that's my my fucking brand. Like Eric Kibri, he played that so fucking well. And it's up some like a, a season three more interesting, right? Because like right before that happened at the end, like sure that, that was kind of like a plotter that, that I was like, well, that's left unfinished. And like of course there's going to be a season three. But also like I was kinda like, if this was the end, like if tomorrow Amazon said like the voice is canceled for some unknown reason, like Netflix that just canceled their shows out of nowhere, like I will be like, okay, you know, like at least that wrap up, you know, like Homelander cannot do anything to the boys at this point. The boys are setting up in their way, whatever. You know, like it's it's not a super satisfying ending, but it's an ending. And then that happened, and I was like, "Fuck!" So and now, Bot is in the government or Bot, running mm-hmm. for the government. Like Bot's inside the it's, it's like Bot's inside the government. It's not about like Stan Edgar got inside the government essentially because she's a hundred percent a puppet from him. That's that's why he was never worried about Homelander. He has head exploding suit. 
And trust me, if Stormfront got beat up by Kimiko, Maeve, and Starlight combined, Homelander can be beat up by Vic the Deep. He get his head blown up by Vic the Deep. It's like translucent, right? The skin is immune from the outside, but from the inside is, well, only one way to find out. What, 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 what was the name of the other agent that died at the beginning of the season? Rainer. Rainer. Fuck, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that whole exploding heads is just, like, fucking scary as fuck. Yeah, no, man. And, like, again, now, like, Fought got their control of position. Essentially, next season, probably leading the boys, right? So that's why I have the theory that we're going to get into, like, a lot of comic stuff now. Because she is not going to send them after the seven. She's going to send them after Tech Knight. She's going to send them after the G-Man. She's going to send it after the Teenage Kicks. So it's do you not... think we're going to see kind of like a CW, not formula itself, but we're going to see kind of like a villain of the week that the boys are trying to take down? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised for that season because they're already, they're already doing, I don't know if you guys know this, they're doing a, a spin-off show, which I'm pretty sure is focusing on the G-Man or the X-Men of the boys universe. Mm. Yeah. They, they're doing a spin-off show about that. And I'm pretty sure next season, yeah, it's going to be because that's what the comic is. Up until the end, the comic is Villain of the Week. It's Tech Knight. It's the guy with the wingsuit that's killing gay people. It's the G-Man. It's Love Sausage. It's different heroes. It's a different heroes that they have to deal with because they are all pieces of shit. And it's Garth Ennis with his love of killing superheroes going around. That's, I feel like they're going to get up in that formula. And I'm kind of excited for that because although I don't want to see the shitty stuff from the comic like M.M.'s daughter doing porn with her mother or the whole thing about with Black Noir, although I don't want to see any of that, I do want to see the boys. I want to see boys being boys. I want to see the boys being the shit out of superheroes again, right? I want to see Billy Butcher with... He ha, he's been carrying that fucking... What was it? What was he carrying? The... The, 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 the show? <laughs> no, also the show on his back. But uh, what's, what's the thing that he has? Uh, the crowbar? Crowbar, there you go. The fucking crowbar hasn't hit anyone with it, like a stormfront, but didn't do anything. I want him to beat someone like he beat Translucent. You know, I want him to beat the shit out of someone like he did Translucent again. And that's what I'm excited for next season. I want to see Billy, even if he doesn't get compound V, he fights weaker villains, uh, superheroes, and beats the living shit out of them. Gives him a little spanking, he said in the first season. That's that's what I want to see more of. I think this is a good way for us to kind of like give predictions for season three. Do you want to start off? I think I already went on my prediction. My prediction is 100% that it's boys hunting superheroes while Victoria Newman, Victor Veep, fucking plays him around. And the end of the season is going to be them figuring it out. Season four is going to be them versus Victor Veep. Season five, probably season finale. Also, next season is going to have Soldier Boy, which is the Captain yeah, America. Robbie, Robbie Amell, right? No, Jason Ackles. Okay. Which is the guy from Supernatural. And Soldier Boy is the Captain America. Not only he's a Captain I'm America. Yes. Not only he's a Captain America of this universe, he's also a member of the Paybackers, which, as I said earlier, is the Avengers of this universe. So I, I, be, I, I bet some money that the, like, the Paybackers are going to be the, the, the main plot against the Seven. So the boys are going to be like, Keeping tabs on the seven, probably the seven versus payback conflict. Well, they hunt smaller superheroes for their new job. Well, the Homelander plot line, the seven plot line is going to be them versus payback. That's my deal for next season. Cool. Stafford? 
Uh, I have no idea, honestly. I'm <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I think it'll be interesting to see what Huey does with uh, how long he stays with uh, Victoria Newman before he gets roped back into working with the boys. Um, probably like the first episode, he'll be back to working with fucking Billy Butcher. <laughs> um, can't but, you say a no to that face though I mean yeah when, um, he, when he like <laughs> when he puts his chin down and his yeah it's you know creepy um, no I actually think what could be interesting is if Huey sort of stuck a bit in the middle like trying to work just like stand on his own but periodically getting sort of pulled to help with Billy Butcher and then basically because of that Huey is the one that unravels that uh, Victoria Newman is uh is the coup i think that's i think it's going to be huey that figures it out um and i think starlight too is going to be like you know but you know she's not the enemy right like i i think i think huey is actually going to be a bit back on the outs as he's like trying to figure this out a bit mm-hmm. rodrigo what's, what's your speculation for next season of the boys i i think huey is going to like both Homelander and Hugh are going to find, fall into madness. Like, Huey? I think, yeah. Not Billy? Like, probably Billy as well, but but he's kind of, like, more expected. Like, can't can fall into madness, you're already mad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the thing is, like, Huey, You're I think, here, ever since season one, has been trying to do the good thing. Then this season, at the beginning, it was, like, defeated. It was kind of like, okay, like, this is how it's done. There's no way around it. And then at the end of the season, he was like, no, actually, I, I want to go back and try to do the, the good old way. And when he finds out Joseph Stafford is saying that Victoria Newman is like the actual coup and like everything that she does, every time that he's trying to do something good, like there's all, always a fucking asshole that is going to try to do the wrong thing. And that's what, what is going to break Huey, that is going to cross the line and make him like a fucking sociopath just like Billy. And probably... At that moment, you can get rid of Billy, even though he's like, don't get me wrong, I love Billy. I think he's an amazing character and, and all that, but I think it will be kind of interesting to see that evolution of like Billy kind of like going a little bit soft next season or something, or, or kind of like just being done. And then seeing Huey, that he was brought into this world, whether he likes it or not, and falling into becoming the next Billy Butcher, not 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 copying him or something, but being his own sociopath in his own fucking way, you know. Uh, that, that... You know what I love about Garth Ennis' writing what? is that you can predict the whole comic book arc. <laughs> it's not what happens the comic book, mind you, but like it is like what well, like it's like what the comic books trying to show you that Billy uh, Huey slowly like is falling into this hole, and at the end he just doesn't fall into it on the comics. But okay. he's slowly like being pushed with like trying to do the right thing until it is not possible to do the right thing. Yeah. And, and at the at the end he's forced to do the right thing, do the wrong thing, do the right thing. But that's a different conversation because that's that might actually be a show plot point at some point. I don't want to spoil that because if it is, it's amazing. Yeah. The, 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 I, ending I, of the comic is very good. I, I just think that could happen, you know. It's just like I, I see it that he's kind of like that back and forth, you know. Like I see him trying to do something good. There's always this fucking asshole trying to do something bad and he has to go back to his old ways, you know, or to the new ways that he's getting to know with the boys. So I think that's kind of like a plot that, like probably, I don't know, Starlight could get killed next season or somebody, something is going to happen to Starlight that m- may push Huey to the edge. 
and just become like an ex Billy Butcher, you know? And it's just a cycle of hate that keeps going and going and going. Like, it doesn't matter if it's Bill, if it's Huey, if it's Mother Milk, if it's Frenchie. There's going to be like that hate for the soups, and the soups are going to fuck over stuff. And it's just like this cycle that you can never stop, you know? I think that could be kind of like that poetic thing that I was saying before in the episode, where it's like the parallel between Homelander and Billy is kind of like that path that Billy was following at some point in his life, and then Huey now has to take that path and become kind of like the new sociopath of the team. But I feel, but I feel like uh, Huey denied that path back in season one, right? He had the chance to follow that path in season one, but he denied that to save his friends. He's, he, the, I think it was the, the choice at the end of season one where he said he could either go with Billy Butcher and try to fuck up Homelander or go save his friends, and his choice was to save his friends. I feel like that was like the moment where it's like Huey is not Billy. And I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I I don't know. It's just, you know, speculation. I I think it could be interesting, but Mm -hmm. who knows? And what I said, it's not even a prediction for season three, it's for season four. Like Homelander is going to be the dictator of the United States. Like that's for a fact. You sure you haven't read the comic book? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I read a couple of issues and I was like, okay, yeah, so I'll, I'll bet, I'll bet what's going to happen is the boys are going to figure out that it's Victoria and Homelander is going to, and, and then like, you know, I don't know, somehow they'll release that information or whatever, or Victoria will start like doing stuff that's like super shifty and shady. Um, and that's it is Homelander is actually going to save the day. And that's actually how, because the thing is, right, like you think now, like, even even with the way the show is set up, I feel like if Homelander were to just take over the U.S., he would it wouldn't it wouldn't serve his ego. That's the thing is people would like he doesn't you yeah. know I think in the in the position he's in right now he couldn't take over without becoming pretty universally hated. And he's honestly and he'd be concerned get killed doing that because mm-hmm. he is right anymore. right so he'd I th- probably die doing that. Yeah, so I think what would what would actually make more sense is that basically in fighting Victoria the boys you know release information that connects her and and uh and is and like and and that's how he become because then then people love him right they see him as the savior of the american way right from the from the corruption um from victoria newman and then the next season after that is that basically homelander now with all this adoration and power but being is fucking insane downward spiral well i actually i actually i can kind of see that happening actually Mm-hmm. Well, whatever it is, I'm excited for more boys. Yeah. This season, uh, I think they kept the quality of the first season, and I'm excited to see more of it. I thought, uh, just as final thoughts, I, I thought the humor was a little bit more cheesy, but still, like, there were moments that I was, like, laughing out loud, like, with Love Sausage, with uh, the, the killing of the whale, like, that kind of moments. Like, fuck, why we didn't talk about this? Uh, what is the name of the thingies from the L- deep? Love sausage. No, 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 no. Like the things from the deep, the the things that talk. Oh, the gills. Is, the gills. The gills. Played by oh, fuck. fuck yes, played by what's his name? Patton Oswalt. Yeah. played the gills. Ah. Oh. Man, I just hope that becomes kind of like part of cinema history. Like they need to teach this in schools. Like that fucking scene was majestic. That was, was a masterpiece. Oh. Yeah, man, the deep, like, he wasn't doing much, but what he was doing was very funny. And then him and the whale, oh, man, so good. It's, yeah, like... Might, to look at, because I'm one of the people that has a problem with anything porous, 
Like it's not a phobia. There's actually a word for it. Triphobia. Like, Which is phobia? it? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it sets me on edge. Yeah. Yeah. Any anything that has that like weird like texture where it's got like uh, yeah I don't know. Yeah. So his like the gills just immediately like. They're telling me, Stafford, that you would shame him. they were on screen, I was just... So, so, so you're shaming him and his gills like everyone else. And you're part of the problem. Then. Yeah. You're like Homelander. You're like Homelander, Stafford. Yeah, there we go. There, yeah, I'm, I'm like... So you know that you know Stafford's Homelander, which got office. That's Homelander. Get, get it out of the way. Like, fucking hate on him for it. I just, <laughs> I just was saying, like, for me, I found it very, very personally. Like, I like, couldn't look... Well, that's, that's what Homelander said, so, you know? So... It's fucking uncomfortable the whole time. So what does he say? Like cover them up? Like cover them up? It's fucking disgusting. It's fucking, what, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. What yeah. Homelander says, yeah. Just like Stafford. Just like really Stafford. Yeah. So home. So Stafford's the Homelander. She got off. So that's it's good to have that in mind. So, I guess that's it for this episode. I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm no. I'm thinking. There's something else. Wait. I'm thinking there's something. This is gonna be edited out. I'm sure. Um, editor, edit this out, please. Thank you. Uh, yeah. No, 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 wait. And, and I'm going to say, like, editor, don't cut this out. Please do. Don't do it. Please do. I want our next episode to talk about Primal. Talk about what? Primal. Talk about what? Primal. Uh, what is that? It's the animated show from uh, Gendry's Tartakovsky. So I, I don't know. Hey, wait, 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 hold, hold yeah. the phone, hold the phone, hold the phone. Editor, don't cut this out. What's primal? Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema. On that, yeah. on that extortion note. That will be now left in history forever. We will say goodbye hey, for you this week. And next two weeks, we're going to talk about something that I can rant about. So, uh, see you guys in two weeks. When see you guys. Bye-bye. Each one she passes goes, ah. When she walks, she's like a samba that swings so cool and sways so gentle that when she passes, each one she passes goes, ooh.